Welcome to this episode of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This episode will cover section 8 of the Doctrine and Covenants. So, uh, section 8 is, again, given through Joseph Smith to Oliver Cowdery, and it's about receiving revelation. And as I studied this section, I had this thought, and I wrote it down, and then and so I wanted to share it. There's, there's a bunch of quotes and things, and I'll point out some verses, and just, it, it's, a, it's a fairly short section, honestly, but, but it's really powerful in terms of what we can learn about Revelation. Um, okay, so before I begin, just point out verse 2 is one of those things. Yay, I be, whoa, again, struggling to read English. I'll blame it on the fact that I'm learning a different language right now. And it is it's thrown off, throwing me off. Probably not the real reason, but we'll we'll go with that. Yea, behold, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart, by the Holy Ghost, which shall come upon you, and which shall dwell in your heart. Okay, mind and heart. So now we're told mind and heart. Again, we take this for granted maybe a little bit, but this is this is new revelation to them, and how how it's going to work, and what it's going to feel like, what it's going to be like when you receive revelation. We're going to go back into that in section or verse two, then leading into verse three, what the Lord does. But the thought that I had comes was spurred from verse one. It says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you that as surely as the Lord liveth, who is your God and your your Redeemer, even so surely shall you receive a knowledge of whatsoever things you shall ask." That's a that's an awesome promise, and it got me thinking. All right, so even as so surely as you receive a knowledge of whatsoever things you shall ask in faith with an honest heart, believing that you shall receive a knowledge concerning the engravings of uh, old records, which are ancient, which contain these parts. So the point is, the Lord says to him, you will receive whatever you ask. This revelation, whatever you ask with faith and an honest heart, you're going to receive. Okay, let's tie this back to Moroni chapter 10. Uh, verses 3 through 5, there are key components to Revelation. Faith, uh, real intent, and sincere heart. The Lord kind of reiterates those here. So that this seems to be key components to receiving Revelation. But what stood out to me is the Lord said, you, if you ask that way, you're going to get an answer. Okay. This led me to thinking about such, or, uh, 1 Nephi chapter 11 through 14. The Lord, it's a uh, Nephi wants to have the same vision as his dad, Lehi. And so he goes and he prays and he has faith and sincere heart and real intent. And how do we know that he has real intent? Well, the spirit before showing him anything says, all right, if I show you this, you have to act on it. You have to share it with people. You're going to use it to testify of Christ. Okay. That's, that's the intent. The intent is that you're going to act on it. And obviously you can go throughout that experience of Nephi and you can point, you can see faith and sincere heart and real intent throughout. But what, why I started thinking about this in terms of section eight is the spirit is this guide to, to for Nephi through this vision. And sometimes he asks a question. He says, Hey, knowest thou the condescension of God? And Nephi says, I don't know everything. So the Lord, the revelation is a process. And do I, this light bulb kind of went off as I'm reading section eight and I thought this thought came to me to go read first Nephi 11 and I'm reading first Nephi 11 through 14. And I'm, I'm, 
I see this, it's just light went off them is maybe obvious to many of you that, and I think kind of has, has been in my mind, but never like, it's kind of been in the periphery, right? Then it just kind of like clicked. Revelation is a process and the process is beautifully outlined in First Nephi. The spirit is going to be our guide and he's going to ask us questions. If we are listening, he's going to ask us questions to clarify what our real questions are, to guide us to ask the right question. He's going to guide us and teach us through question asking. It's, it's, it's the way that Christ taught in, in, when he was here on earth. Go look at 3 Nephi. Go look at the, uh, the Gospels in the New Testament. He's going to ask you questions. And he's going to ask questions and guide us. And sometimes he's going to directly answer. Sometimes when we can't answer, he's going to say, okay, I'll explain it. Nephi said, I don't know the condescension. I don't know everything. I know that God loves uh, the world. And then the spirit, spirit answers. And sometimes it's a direct answer. Sometimes the spirit though says to Nephi, look, and Nephi has to look, see something, and then realize that there has to be an interpretation. And that interpretation is the answer. And the spirit guides him, but it doesn't just hand it to him. He's going to say, Hey, remember this other time when I told you this thing, cast your mind upon that. And as you're thinking about that, you're going to realize, oh, wow, that fits in with this other thing. And that those things fitting together answers my question that I have right now. The Lord wants us to learn, but he wants us to be an active learner. He doesn't want to just give us the answers. So as you get into verse 3, now behold, this is the spirit of revelation. Behold, this is the spirit which brought Moses uh, which brought uh, with, with, by which Moses brought the children of Israel through the Red Sea on dry ground. Guys, I really am struggling to read, and I really, I said I was joking about the other language. I'm like skipping words and going backwards. So I, I, I'm, bear with me. The other language I'm learning is it's a it's a right to left language, and so I'm my I'm, I've just struggling with uh, reading left to right for some reason. Uh, um, don't, don't mock me. So I'm going to read it again for my benefit to prove that I can still read English. Now behold, this is the spirit of revelation. Behold, this is the spirit by which Moses brought the children of Israel through the Red Sea on dry ground. Could have gone with anything. He said, I'm going to tell you your mind and your heart. And that's going to be how you're going to be guided by revelation. He could have gone with anything. What he went with was the Exodus journey from Egypt that Moses led the children of Israel on. It's little by little. It is, it's a journey. They left. They start panicking and freaking out. They get to the Red Sea. They say, man, we should have just been slaves in Egypt rather than die here. The Lord led them there, then performed a miracle, which confirmed faith. Then they have more trials, but it's a, it's a journey and it's a process. And, Moses didn't know the end from the beginning in that deliverance. You are not going to know the end from your beginning in the deliverance of your problems. The Lord is not going to, in his, in his revelation to you, he is not going to say, you're going to pack up in this way. You're going to do this. You're going to perform all these things, Moses. You're going to you know, do the 10 plagues and all these things are going to happen. And then finally, the Pharaoh is going to say, you can leave. No, what he's going to say is, Moses, do this. And Moses is going to think, okay, this is going to be the thing. He's going to do it. That thing didn't work. All right, Lord, what now? 
And the Lord says, I'm going to guide you here. This question and this question. And remember this? Oh, okay, I'm going to do that, Lord. Go do that. Oh, that didn't work. Then suddenly a breakthrough. And now they're they're exiting Egypt. Get to the Red Sea. Pharaoh's armies are coming. Um, the Lord's delaying them, right? The Lord has a hand to play in that with the, fire, with the pillar of fire and the cloud of smoke. He delays the armies, but they get to the border of the Red Sea. Moses is like, uh, yeah, so we just uh, left and now what? We got nowhere to go. There's got to be an answer here. When he left, he didn't see that answer. But then he went back to the Lord and said, all right, here's my new problem. Lord says, all right, remember this and have faith in me and look unto me in every thought. All right, this is what you're going to do. Oh, okay, okay, Lord. Boom, parts the Red Sea. Boom, deliverance. More problems on the other side, though. Continue the story. But that's a, that's enough of the story to, I think, illustrate. Put put yourself in that position. What trial are you going through? What trials have you gone through in your life? I'm willing to bet the Lord has never said to you, this is exactly the t- date and time and that it's this is going to end, and all your troubles are going to be gone concerning this. And this is you know, A through Z on how that's going to transpire. Mm-hmm. Now he probably said, hey, look, there's there's deliverance coming. Trust me. And here's step A. And then you do step A. And the Lord says, okay, now, remember step A? Well, here's step B. And if you add those together, what do you, what do you learn? And he's going to ask you to think about it. And he's going to ask you to put some thought into it. And that's what's going to happen in section nine. And as a matter of fact, let's just roll. Well, we'll keep, we'll stick to section eight. But that's what he's going to talk about in section nine is, Oliver, all you did is just say, hey, give me A through Z. And you didn't even think about it. I gave you A and B and A plus B equals C, but you didn't even stop to say, hey, A plus B equals C. Just give me C, Lord. No, that's not the way the revelation works. The revelation works like, hey, here's here's A, okay? Okay, Lord, I, I understand A. I've gone and done it. Now what about B? Okay, well, remember A. Yes, I, I remember. Okay, well, here's, what do you think about this? Oh, okay, I, I'm starting to see, okay, that might be B. Okay, now I'm going to tell you, Jared, that A plus B equals C. The Lord's not going to be happy if he tells me that. And then I go back to him and say, what, C? Jared, I told you A and B. I want you to do some work here. Okay, I did. Oh, A plus B. Okay, this is C, Lord. Okay, A, B, and C. Now, how do I continue, Lord? And it's a process. And he's going to ask you questions. Go read First Nephi chapter 11 through 14. I think, like I said, this this light went off in my head that I think that that those that that story that Nephi shares with us is so important. It relates so critically and intimately with sections eight and nine because it is it's the journey that we all should be seeking to 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 go through, and it's it's the cues that we should be looking for to know that we're receiving revelation because it's how the Lord it's the order of all things are done in wisdom and order, and it's the order that the Lord gives revelation, and He's not going to give us everything. But he's going to give us enough to keep us going. And as long as we're doing our part, he's going to continue to give us that. All right, so now I'm going to talk to some quotes and um, things go through Section 8. Um, you know, the Lord's going to tell us in our heart and our mind, and that's how we can tell. We're looking for this pattern. Elder Ballard said, Today we live in a world in which people don't ask of God. They seem to want to ask Google. Hey, Alexa, what's the weather like? Right now in American Fork, it's 29 degrees Fahrenheit with cloudy skies. Today's forecast has partly sunny weather, with a high of 37 degrees and a low of 23 degrees. I can also play a brief news update from your favorite news provider. Would you like to hear it? No, thanks. Okay, so I did that to illustrate a point. It's super easy to ask Alexa or Google, right? So Elder Ballard says, 
We don't want to ask God, they want to ask Google. Even when it when it comes to questions of faith, there are many who trust the internet to provide accurate, fair, and balanced answers to their questions. More than they trust the ultimate source of truth, our Heavenly Father. Today the internet is full of those lying and wait to deceive the the, uh, the uninformed and inexperienced. In our search for gospel truth, we need only to find reliable sources. We need not only find reliable sources, but we also need to give the Lord equal time in our daily pursuits. We need to study the scriptures and the words of the Lord's servants. We need to be living the right. We need to be living right before God. We need to be doing His will, and we can never overstate the importance of taking our spiritual concerns directly to God and trusting His inspiration and guidance. I'm gonna let you do with that quote with what you will, but man, that's I love that's powerful. It's one of my favorite quotes I found this week. In uh, I think it was either January, or February, February's uh, episode episode edition of the Liahona in the Latter-day Saint Voices, there was a story told of a, a, a sister who said that she was spending so much time on social media and on the internet, and then she got a distinct impression that the Lord wanted her to spend as much time praying as she spends on social media. And that hit me hard because I spend time on social media, but I spend time on the internet. It's what I do for work. I'm in digital marketing. And it's like, do I spend as much time studying the scriptures and praying at least as much time giving God that time as I do other other sources of information. And as we seek him, he's going to tell us in our mind and our heart, and he's going to give us those answers. Um, this from Elder Scott. He said, an impression to the mind is very specific. Detailed words can be heard or felt and written as though the instruction were being dictated. A communication to the heart is a more general impression. The Lord often begins by giving impressions. Where there is a recognition of the importance and they are obeyed, one gains more capacity to receive more detailed instructions to the mind. An impression to the heart, if followed, is fortified by a more specific instruction to the mind. If you want someone, to, I mean, by the way, I just like thoughts going everywhere here, but Richard Elder Scott, uh, I said that I found so many quotes this week, and man, probably 25% of them are from him. He uh, was a master at talking about revelation and how to receive it. One of I can't I never found this quote, but I do remember him talking about receiving revelation and he shared some personal experiences. And he said when he receives revelation, one of the things that he loved to do, um, learned to do, was to be sure to ask the Lord if that was all. Was that all the revelation you want me to receive? And by simply asking for more and asking if that was all, the Lord oftentimes would give him more. Where it's easy to say, okay, we got the revelation. Thanks, amen, see ya, and go about our day. He said, if you take the extra time to say, is there more? That simple, that simple action, that simple act of work is often enough for the Lord to, to give you another line, another precept upon that precept. In talking about uh, the way the, Lord, the Spirit communicates to us, uh, President Faust said, one does not necessarily hear an audible voice. The spirit of revelation comes by divine confirmation. I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost, which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart, says the Lord. How is the voice of the Lord heard by Elijah the Tishbite? It was not a strong, it was not the strong wind, uh, which rent the mountains and break a piece, break in pieces the rocks, nor after the wind and earthquake, nor after the earthquake and fire, it was a still small voice. It is in the inner voice of the spirit, which has the capacity to whisper through the piercings of all, Helaman says, It was not a voice of thunder, neither was it a voice of great tumultuous noise, but behold, it was a voice, a still voice of perfect mildness, as if it had been a whisper, and it had pierced even to the very soul. Uh, Elder ba- uh, Bednar said, I emphasize the phrase, apply it unto it, in 
relation to the spirit of revelation. This is, comes from verses 1 and 2. Apply unto it. In the scriptures, the influence of the Holy Ghost frequently is described as a still small voice and a voice of perfect mildness. Because the Spirit whispers to us in gentle, gently and delicately, it is easy to understand why we should shun inappropriate media, pornography, and harmful addictive substances and behaviors. These tools, of the adversary can, these tools of the adversary can impair and eventually destroy our capacity to recognize and respond to the subtle messages from God delivered by the power of His Spirit. Each of us should consider seriously and ponder prayerfully how we can reject the devil's enticements and righteously apply unto it even the spirit of revelation in our personal and family lives. So I'm going to end this episode there um, with an invitation to you to, as you study uh, section 8, think of your experiences with the revelation, record them, and look for the pattern in which the Lord has revealed things to you uh, and continue to look for that pattern in your life. And this, again, ties in with section 6. Um, the Lord promised that uh, he'd promised Oliver that he would have the opportunity to translate. And I was teaching him how that how that's going to be, what it's going to be like, what's that revelation process going to be like. So that's the context, but it's, it applies to you in your life. The Lord in section 6 told, told um, Oliver, hey, look, as often as you've asked, I've answered. Did I not speak peace to your mind in this? And so again, my invitation is, Look at how the Lord has spoken to you in the past. Look for that pattern. And now ask yourself, has the Lord started to already reveal things to me about this uh, current problem or questions that I've gone to him with that maybe I'm missing? And as you uh, understand that pattern, and as you continue in faith and in hope and with a sincere heart and real intent, thrusting in your sickle, the Lord will continue to reveal uh, great and marvelous things to you uh, pertaining to your life and your family's life. Uh, thanks for joining me. The next episode will be Section 9 of the Doctrine and Covenants to wrap up this week. I uh, hope to chat with you then, and best of luck.